Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. Hello! Welcome to Toontown Public Works. With cartoons so cheap, they're free. I'm H.T. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the dog. I'm Cirque the cat. Hello. Hi. Uh, so, uh, this is a podcast, I guess. <laughs> how, how, okay, we literally recorded this, like, what, a, f- less than a week ago, and I'm already kind of just, like, <laughs> running on empty, trying to figure out what well, to we say. don't, it's because we don't, we don't really plan anything in advance. We just, like, start the call and then immediately go into recording. It's organic, so yeah. So that's yeah, I guess this is this is what organic sounds like, folks. <laughs> Boring dead air. Yep. <laughs> that is good. Well, okay, let's start with the actual thing that we usually talk about, which is do you have any cartoon news this week? I do actually, but I will let you go first. Um, okay. Well, I just saw Captain Underpants literally like two hours ago. Oh, seriously? Was it yeah. good? It was good. I heard it was uh, pretty a, good. Yeah, like um, I had a, I, I had like a strong nostalgia feeling for like Captain Underpants because like I literally was reading those books in elementary school, and uh, it was always something I really admired. And like, uh, there's this like the, there's this uh, thing called Flipporama, which is like they're like sort of like flip book kind of thing where you just make. Basically, you just draw two images and you kind of like make them go real, like flip them back and forth real fast. So then, like, it looks like it's animated, you know? And I used to make a ton of those because it was entirely based, because like there's like entire chapters where like fight scenes were done um, with those flip, flip arounds. And uh, there's a moment in the film where they just say, oh, we do not have a budget for our fight scene. So we're just going to do a bunch of flip arounds, which is actually really <laughs> great. That's uh, good. I do like that. That's kind of charming. And I was uh, I was being homeschooled during the entire period of my life where I would have otherwise had exposure to Captain Underpants, so oh, I wasn't wow. all that like jazzed about it. But I should probably go see it anyhow. No, yeah, it's uh, it's it's what Captain Underpants is for me. Like this movie is, is basically a giant tribute to all sorts of animation from the that I grew up with. It has like it. It shifts from like different art styles like constantly. Uh, the main art style is gorgeous. It, it's a, one of those really good cases of uh, translating uh, a three D to a uh, a like two D image to a three D image. Uh, but there's also some traditional animation of multiple art styles. Um, there's even like freaking like puppetry, which I will not uh, spoil how. What. Um, but yeah, it like it goes all over the place, and it's really funny. It's goofy, uh, it's charming, and I think it was exactly what a Captain Underpants movie needed to be, and I'm happy with it. This was a this was a DreamWorks film, right? Yes, it was a DreamWorks film. It's good, good to hear them. that they can still hit things out of the park like that. Yeah, they okay. were really bad for a while, and then they became really good, and then they kind of became middle of the road. Yeah. They just turned to each other, and then they just said, hey, how about we make good movies for a change? <laughs> yeah. Like, because, like, we, we've tried making really bad movies, and we tried making very mediocre movies. How about we make movies that are actually good? 
Like, How to Train Your Dragon was so good that, like, for days afterwards, I was almost, like, depressed that I wasn't still watching it. <laughs> How to Train I mean, Your I, Dragon is really, really good, though. Yeah. Like, I would, I would for, never, I would never admit this for my own cred, but that is, that movie is the reason I got into, like, Sigaros. What's that? Sigaros. You know, oh, Jon Thorbergersen, he was the guy I who did all the music. Yeah, oh, so oh yeah, wait, yeah. no, 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 Sigaros. Sigaros. It's Sigaros. This how it's oh. pronounced, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm okay. thinking of something else. Sigaros, Sigaros, whatever. Um, yeah, like, uh, uh, I guess it was Shrek that killed it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> once they killed Shrek, they finally started be- being good. It's like Mike Myers is just behind them constantly. They're just, like, staring over their shoulder to make sure that every single movie is terrible that they made, I yep. guess. That's, that's the that's conspiracy. The- that's that is the conspiracy that you'll hear. This is my conspiracy thread. This is post number one of two hundred five. Speaking of, he uh, my family taped the Gong Show like last night. Mike oh Myers god. was on there in costume. He was the yeah. host. Oh my god! Yeah, the Gong Show is like that f- weird thing where like Mike Myers isn't Mike Myers, but he's he's a, a fake British guy. Yeah, he's a fake. He's a fake classic game show dude like he's like playing a guy who used to be a famous game show dude and that's what he's but that and he's all in character when he does and that's like on one hand that's super cool and impressive on the other it's like where the hell have you been mike myers jesus love guru put him in a coffin and then put that coffin in the ground yeah uh and then he just resurrected and with old age makeup (laughs) (laughs) um so I have cartoon news. You know Yay. how you know how cartoons are moving drawings. Yes, yes. I am moving. <gasps> oh, yeah. So my room is like really crazy weird right now, and I don't recognize it. Like I took like off all the furniture, and everything's in boxes. Yeah, uh, uh, it, you got like uh, like giant apes like throwing crates around to like pushing all on stuff that say fragile on it and they can't read it because it's upside down and they're also monkeys i sure do and they're being very quiet right now as they they're surprisingly <laughs> yeah. they're, they're surprisingly I'm, quiet gorillas yep but you that's why you can't hear them not because they're not there yes don't well, touch a hammer they're from they're, you're all... they're from sorry <laughs> nah my joke was gonna be like a don't touch a hammer or you'll start breaking things uncontrollably Oh, oh, I get it, like a Donkey Kong joke. Yeah, exactly. Yes, good. What's your new Cirque? Oh, actually, uh, this is a pretty big one. Uh, so you guys know uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman the Mask of the Phantasm is the animated Batman movie based on the Batman animated series. Uh, that was actually the one that was in theaters. And they tried to put it in, like, they tried to, like, put it out at the same time as like some other big blockbuster movie at the time and it didn't do as well so like they were stupid and thinking that it was that it was because it was the animated batman thing and not because it wasn't it's honestly that batman animated movie was better than the batman movie that they actually released that year it is a fantastic movie yeah all right it is getting a blu-ray release finally oh yeah oh boy yeah that's actually really good news 
Definitely. I think we they need to start doing that to a lot of older cartoons, or else I'm going to start sending out ransom notes. Disney especially, because... Uh... Disney is really... terrible at it. Yeah. Okay. There is no Blu-ray of a Goofy movie. That sucks. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah. Like, like. Okay. I get those like, like those like dumb Disney movie reward thingies that they have. Like, where it's basically one of those scam things where you basically you just say you tape like five little uh, movies on this card, send it to us, and you get those for, like, 99 cents, and then you have to buy, like, a bunch of other DVDs full price and shit. Um, and, uh, like, they have a Goofy movie on it, but they made sure to put a thing on it that says DVD only. And if you go anywhere on, like, online, there's no Blu-ray copy of a Goofy movie anywhere. To the best of my knowledge, there aren't even Blu-rays of, like, the classic Disney cartoons. Like, the originals. Well, yeah, that's that's also true. Uh, I'm sure they're eventually going to do something about that because that's like that's their collector shit, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure what they're going to do about it is a live action remake. <laughs> no, of the old Disney cartoons no. <laughs> and release no, that don't, instead. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. <laughs> They're not all. They're not going to do that with everything. Otherwise, I would actually see a few of them. They're right now. It's tough to do that with because I think they're doing a Lion next, like after yeah, the Lion be, King. They are. Yeah, they they are doing the Lion King, and I'm I'm interested to find out how. Just like, just take know. the uh, Broadway we'll musical. Do yeah. the Broadway musical. Uh, take out that weird like sexual assault song that Scar does. But they're probably going to put it in because it's like they're trying to like probably mix the broadway and whatever and, and at this they, point they, like didn't they already have like sexual assault stuff in maleficent anyways the what uh like uh there's something in that where uh it's a metaphor for that like i think um, i guess maleficent in spoilers and maleficent maleficence oh no see that's not the thing because like there's a there's a song that was in the Lion King originally that got cut and put into the Broadway show that was about Scar constantly sexual like constantly like sexually harassing uh Nala about like how pretty she is and how he wants to make her his queen and stuff yeah. like that. and it's like really kind of uncomfortable and you know I kind of don't need that in the live action version thank yeah. you Disney yeah, and, but speaking Disney. of speaking of Disney Blu-rays, at this point, I would accept Bonkers on a Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I am I am sick and tired. If you want to watch like three episodes of Bonkers, you have to go to like Backwoods Amazon and buy fucking VHS tapes, and there's like three of them. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get just... to the classic Disney animated TV shows here at the end of the okay. show. Um. So let's get ahead and get started on our actual thing we do, which is we watch a public, well, not a, but uh, several public domain cartoons. Uh, and we are. We watch going... the public domain cartoon. It's all about like public domains. That's, that's it. That's all we watch yeah, on this podcast. All, all of, it's all about copyright law. It's uh, actually quite boring, and this podcast is terrible. I'm sorry. I well, don't know why I, you got four episodes <laughs> in. We're just going to discuss the same show over and over again. Yeah, that's that's that, we're like we're like the yeah. worst idea of all time, except we're talking legalese constantly. We'll go crazy faster. Uh, all right. So let's do our little drum roll. 
what we get. We're going to go to disc number 11. We're going to go watch uh, a Terry tune called The Black Duck. Terry tune, you say? Terry tune. I have no idea what that is at all. The Black um, but, Duck. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back after the break. What the f***? <laughs> so, uh, the, I I put the I put all of the YouTube links in the show notes when I'm able to find them. And if you're listening to this right now, I think you should pause and watch it because this one has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, just Is, pause this uh, right now. Look at the record. What? Look at the uh, like. Okay, I'm, I need to look this up. I'm going to look this up. I need my phone to actually freaking work. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. It was, what was Terry tunes. It was called, it said Duck. fable tunes at the beginning. Also oh, yeah, Terry tunes. film highlights incorporated. I believe the black duck. Cause like, what the, yeah, I felt, okay. I found it right away. Um, Terry tunes. Uh, they are, Okay, so they're like a company that did a whole bunch of different things from 1929 to 1968, including stuff like uh, Heckle and Jekyll, Mighty Mouse, uh, Gandy Goose, <laughs> um, and oh my god, you're not going to freaking believe this. What? Try me. <laughs> Ralph Bashke is in this again. Oh my He's in, god! You know what? I think up. I think that I think that explains kind of the adult nature of some of the content, as okay, well as maybe, kind yeah. of some of the more like surreal. Uh, yeah. So, like, maybe it was trying to be subversive. Maybe that's why this uh, cartoon f- features uh, a, a ripoff of Mickey Mouse and a separate ripoff of uh, Yeah, Felix the Cat. Okay, Felix the Cat. So let's- Okay, let me just explain for the people who have not seen it. Okay, basically this cartoon was a bootleg Mickey Mouse uh, with a herd of ducks being harassed by a bootleg uh, Felix the Cat with an eye patch. Uh, and it is like weirdly yeah. adult so in this, a lot of ways. This cartoon, so it, it, one of the reasons it's weird that this one's adult is that it was from 1929 and it's an old rubber hose style cartoon. Uh, and, uh... Like, yeah, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of, like... Like, it's straight up just, like... Oh, God, like... And it has, it has three subplots with vague connections that tie together in the end. And that's also really weird for a six-minute cartoon. Yeah, like, um, okay, so... Oh, man. But, like, it's straight up just, like, this weird... Oh, a fable tune. Like, let me look up a fable tune because it, it it says a fable tune. Yeah, it says a fable, fable tune. Um, and I haven't been able to find uh a whole lot uh of uh stuff just by searching fable tunes, the black duck. Um, but yeah, we were freaking out about here. this from like the start. Cause like, okay, like first off, this Mickey Mouse knockoff is a. Like, 
he's really he's very tall and very uh, slender, and it's very unsettling to look at, especially when you when you get up close and notice uh, kind of uh, the bags under his eyes and stuff like that. The voice is a down um, impression too. Yeah, the voice uh, the voice is an impression of Mickey Mouse, and he is herding ducks to the pond. There is one duck who is misbehaving, and it's black a black duck. duck. Yes. Uh, the black duck, who uh, probably of all the main characters in this cartoon appears the least, which is strange because they named it after the after the guy. So, the black duck gets uh, gets tied by the neck to a tree so that he can't leave, uh, which I didn't even think of as all that bizarre until just now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I guess he just leaving the duck out to die. I guess. Yeah. But, but this duck, though, it's like. Oh my god, like, okay, other than the fact that it does a lot of cartoon physics-y kind of things, and that's basically its worst offense, is that it's the most cartoonish kind of thing there, but, like, there's one part where its eyes just sink into its head, go to the top of its head, enlarge, and then just start shrinking, but back, and it's like, why did the duck just start its freaking head? What was, what the f- Yeah, it's a weird, no good duck. Like again, again, it has to be seen. So watch the video. Uh, but yeah, he leaves. He leaves the duck there, so it can't misbehave, I guess. And he continues hurting it. Um, and they are being pursued by Felix the cat with an eye patch. Right. Felix the cat. He mm-hmm. is a uh, another subplot in this. He goes to a bar, I believe, to hire a cartoon. Fo- uh, not a fox. A cartoon wolf. And then he's like. Hey, we're gonna go steal some ducks. Are you up for this? And the wolf is like, "Yeah." Yeah, well, he's so we constantly to, smoking a cigar. But we we need to mention the seedy bar because it's one of the strangest parts. I think. Oh God, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Sisyphean <laughs> in nature <laughs> yeah. because like the same like it has like uh, I don't know if they're running gags or just ones that they recycle over and over. Like there's the bartender who keeps walking out. And delivering beers, and on his way back, every time he slurps the the beer that is, yeah. that is left over on uh, on yeah. on the on the tray, and then he scrubs his back with it, and he goes back to get more. And I barf Simpson. Uh, so they uh, so and that and everyone's dancing and and going around well, in circles. He, like just, the freaking wolf dude is like ashing his cigar in his drink and then drinking it. Yes. And it's like, oh, God. Smoothest yeah. animation for the whole uh, short, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they uh, they leave the bar. I'm just trying to... It's so strange, like, trying to remember the sequence of everything. Felix is dragging another, like, cartoon mouse behind him in a cage. But okay, it's but this, this mouse is this yeah. mouse is mouse-sized. Yeah, and it doesn't uh, talk. Yeah. It, it's just, like, and, uh, stuff. And th- this is actually my, my favorite part of this cartoon, which I think is the weirdest, like, most offbeat part, is uh, is the Mickey Mouse character is, is it, like, just cuts to his face, like, up close, and there's a duck with, like, a, a rose or something. Right and uh, mm-hmm. and like the the audio is very strange because it sounds like it was recorded very fast but very quiet because the Mickey Mouse character is like, is that for me? Oh, well, like he's like very and like <laughs> <laughs> and like oh, is that for me? <laughs> yeah, and and like 
weird. It's it's it's, 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 a, it's an obvious Mickey Mouse impression they're going for. And it's and that that little vignette is just so disconnected from everything that is happening around it. Yeah, like it has no else purpose. Is like either it's either disgusting or baffling, and they have a weird little sweet moment where the freaking duck gives Mickey Mouse his is a flower just like oh this is lovely it's like the weirdest thing to happen in this short <laughs> yeah uh like what it uh. what it feels like is uh it feels like a robot trying to gain sentience in the in the form of becoming a mickey mouse cartoon <laughs> and it's not it's quite like, there yet oh my god <laughs> I, I just had a realization this is like those youtube videos of people doing flash animations with mickey mouse in it and they're all doing like stuff like peeing in bathtubs oh, and like god like, yeah like yeah peeing in bathtubs or like there's a joker mickey that miss that kidnaps like the baby mickey mouse and Minnie mouse and stuff and it's like it's that it's that this is yeah what so this is. is this is like a this is like an ancient newgrounds cartoon this is uh <laughs> this is like a third well, no. world country's mickey version of a mickey mouse cartoon they they have the like cultural signifiers there. They just don't know what to do with like, them. Like all it's missing is like a creepy Donald Duck with a Superman logo shirt and like a Goofy with a giant ass. <laughs> Basically, but but no, like okay, so okay, I did some research, and uh, we the guy who is in charge of this thing was a guy named Paul Terry. Okay. Um. Paul Terry is a uh, prolific animator dude. Uh, he's been he he died in 1974, but he's been working since oh god, like the nine oh like since 1914. It looks like I wish you would have ended that um, sentence sooner. Like when you're like he died in 1974, but he's been working since. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not quite that. Yeah. Um, Avenge but, my uh, death. But yeah, he's. But he did a whole bunch of things um, from, like, uh, he did, like, uh, what the weird thing is that, okay, so he did Aesop's Film Fables, uh, which, uh, with a cartoon called Dinner Time, which I think is also on this disc, but I think came out before this, maybe, but, but no, but here's the thing, uh, apparently that cartoon came out two months before steamboat willie and uh, if that's the case and this had in that cartoon also has the knockoff mickey mouse i have no idea what's even going on anymore we'll see we'll like, find okay. out because when when like, when did steamboat willie come out what year 1928 okay because this cartoon that we just watched from what i can see is uh 1929 well i mean not this short i'm like there's a short yeah, that no, they no, did no. before yeah well okay here's here's my theory honestly um I don't think this was originally intended to have a Mickey Mouse ripoff, maybe outside of maybe design, but even then, uh, you know, it, it could just be, oh, uh, he did a mouse person, you know. So you're saying this is like a, this is like the new key to uh, Steamboat Willie's E.T.? Yeah, kind of. Like, because what I'm saying is, like, someone came, but probably, like, got the cartoon, and then uh, when he did that, they just redubbed it with new music and like new voiceovers and stuff. Cause to be fair, it is actually really strangely clear for a cartoon, like, like voice for a cartoon, like from that era. So like I'm, I'm leaning on redub, honestly. Um, you know what? 
I wonder if there is actually a racial component to this. Me? Well, okay. Because well, you well, mentioned you mentioned Ralph Bashke, right? So yeah. And uh, well, I don't think Ralph Bashke, I don't think Ralph Bashke was alive in 1929. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're probably right. So <laughs> he I don't wasn't. Know. So yeah. I guess like. Jeez. Ah, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I just. Okay, well, Terry Toombs, he basically went on to do, like, Mighty Mouse and all that kind of stuff, but, uh, but, okay, so we, we, we didn't even get to the part in the cartoon Oh, where, yeah, we're okay, not done describing the events, yeah. Like, okay, so... There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> well, like, okay, so the... So there's a tiny a mouse in a cage, yeah, yeah that's where we left tiny off. Mouse, yeah, the tiny mouse in a cage, and the cat, Felix the cat ripoff, like, forces him to throw like forces that mouse into to, to be a duck this fake duck thing to make it so uh all the ducks would like follow him and okay so like so the way that this mickey mouse got like freaking distracted is that the feed is a cat gives uh freaking mickey a tijuana bible <laughs> and like it's it's just a pretty ladies, and he just they he, he just freaking solid snaked him and distracted him with porn, basically, and uh, and then the ducks get all captured by the wolf in like a stable. Which wait, okay, so the ducks were captured in a stable. Why can't the ducks fly out? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't think there's. I don't think there's a point in trying to make any kind of sense out of this cartoon. I mean, Why did because they like sh- that's that's the cuz that's the least of my concerns. Question, question. Uh-huh. We were they're using a bunch of like sh- like uh sheep things with this like sheep's going flocks. There's a black sheep. Uh they're led by a shepherd. Why didn't they just go with sheep instead of ducks? Uh, this is a good There's question. I no don't know. Reason. <laughs> There's literally no <laughs> reason this cartoon. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> um, okay, I'm sorry for cursing so much, Alex, but I just like this is so baffling to me. Yeah. So, uh, oh, so, God. so then Mickey, so the black duck escapes his enclosure by pulling off his head and then taking <laughs> off the string and then putting it back on. And then he As flies. You do. Yeah. And then he flies to get Mickey Mouse, who is still looking at porn. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and. Mickey Mouse rides him back to the wolf who has captured the ducks in the enclosure and Mickey Mouse f***ing kills him. He pulls out a dagger, they have a fight for a little bit, he stabs him, you see blood come out of the wolf's mouth and then the wolf falls over dead. Yeah, Yeah. he's super dead. Oh, God. Though, if I do remember correctly, there was one Steamboat Willie... Maybe... No. Maybe I was just not thinking right. Isn't there a Steamboat Willie cartoon where, like, Mickey throws Pete into a f***ing furnace or something? Maybe. I I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. But, like, still, it's weird to see, like, because we're so used to these cartoons being super fanciful. Like, okay, when we watched the first uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon, um, like... There, the characters did, like the like the bad guys did get canopies, but it was like they got swallowed by giant fish, which is a weird fanciful death. And like, no, this Mickey just stabs this fox dude and just he dies. <laughs> yeah, he bleeds and dies. 
And the cat doesn't show up again because yeah, the ducks never... escape. The ducks escape, and that's the end of the cartoon. It's, it's like it's over. Yep. What? That's even. God, this is one of those like. Oh God. It's the weirdest. I mean, it's the weirdest one I think we've seen so far. Weirder than you know, weirder that, even than Colonel Bleep. That's saying a lot. Yeah. So. Like, God. Oh my God. I'm still floored. I I can't believe this actually existed. I feel like I've had like a like this is all my dream, and like I had a weird dream where like it just mashed together all these different desperate like just disparate like things together of like ideas of what a cartoon is well it, it and, feels like, kind of what, like a dream it was like a weird dream i just don't wow i guess huh, a part of the reason why i did this is to learn sh- more about cartoons from the past and i definitely learned something today and that is i guess you could get away with this in 1929 <laughs> It's like, you you know how you see, like, online, like, someone has, like, those t-shirts that say Robert Cop and it has RoboCop on it? Well, yeah, but... Like, That's what this cartoon feels like a little bit. No, this is more like one of those, you go into a mall and they have, like, all those, like, the, one of those booths that have t-shirts with, like, Frankenstein with, like, tattoos and stuff on it, you know? The Sonic the Hedgehog smoking weed t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Like... Just weird, kind of like adult versions of like adult version of a character they ripped off. Basically, we didn't even talk about the part where Mickey Mouse is the the Mickey Mouse character uh, kicks one of the ducks who doesn't want to go in the water into the into the water, and then it sinks, and he's like, "Oh no, help!" And then it rises back up <laughs> and well, like to be honest, that's, spits that's in his face. For Mickey Mouse. That's so useless. Yeah, thing back then. Well, no, no, no. But it's it's just like so weird the way it happens. It's so weird that the duck like lands perfectly and then sinks and then comes back up. Like we had a cartoon like, about a talking rabbit dude with a mechanical android cow giving milk to people and that was way easier to accept than what the stuff we watched in this cartoon yeah see like like the the funny thing is like this one was really adult but the adult stuff isn't what was weird to me it was just how like offbeat it was like it, oh god it's so it's like playing something on like three-fourths time and it's just one meter off basically yeah all right yeah something like that I think we should watch another. Yes, let's yeah. watch another cartoon. Heck yes. Let's, let, let's continue doing the thing that we do and go on a magical journey of discovery. Uh, I wonder if somebody's going to get their head blown off in the next one. God. Uh, do what Donald, Donald, Donald Duck didn't do. <laughs> Whoops. That's an animal sound right there. Oops. That is definitely an... I have animal sound so many times this episode at this point. Good lord. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, Alex. <laughs> All right, let's go to... Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, let's go to disc number... Tw- no, not number 12. Number 9. And let's watch Wacky and Packy... Uh, <laughs> let's make a bundle i am what all right we're watching <laughs> i'm a, excited we we went from like a ton of cartoons in a row of people things we've actually heard of to like the most bootleg sounding and just out of nowhere nobody's heard these dudes ever <laughs> see the the black the, the black duck sounds like a really normal cartoon and turned out to be really weird this sounds like a very weird cartoon maybe it will turn out to be su- surprisingly normal <laughs> 
Mayrit is actually a uh, thing on like trademark uh, laws and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, just like something really ordinary and boring. All right. All right. So let's get going. That cartoon sucked ass. Hey guys, what did you think of that no. cartoon? No, no. <laughs> One of these days, Ryan the Kisser. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Okay, I thought there was nothing sadder than a like really like low tier Hanna Barbera cartoon that had no fu- like that's basically this is lower than that. Like this is a knockoff of a bad Hanna Barbera cartoon. Like this is like this is like literally like a company seeing what Hanna Barbera does and just saying we can do much worse. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's uh, let's just, I'm not surprised that this especially like I don't I'm not especially surprised that this particular cartoon made it onto this collection. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I, I don't see anyone hand 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 hold, hand. like looking to shell out the money to keep the rights for Wacky and Packy going. Okay, I, okay. <laughs> I don't think this is Hanna Barbera. I have to check though, but like it's definitely a, in the I style don't... of the worst of Hanna Barbera. So yeah, well, Hanna Hanna Barbera did one honeymoons, uh, one honeymooners, uh, and not not a ripoff, but a honeymooners homage already. Uh, and this one, uh, this one used a line from the Honeymooners twice. <laughs> yeah, the same joke. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Oh, God, at least when the Flintstones ripped off the Honeymooners, it didn't, Fred didn't constantly, like, well, rip off the same freaking catch Again, line. I don't, I don't think it was a rip-off. I think it was an homage with the Flintstones. This was, uh, this was just... No, this is a rip-off. This, this was sabotage, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so... What? Oh my god, what? What okay. did you find out? <laughs> so I found out that this uh this cartoon was uh <laughs> it was a uh part of a short-lived uh television uh, like animation television series. Well, not series, but like one of those like kind of like collections of cartoons and stuff like kind of what uh, we found out that Colonel Bleep was on, like just you know, uh-huh. uh, like one of those guys from the nineteen seventy five to nineteen seventy six. And here's what it says under history on Wikipedia: <laughs> as a spoof of kids shows, Charles Nelson Riley played in uh, the eponymous, uh, eponymous Uncle Croc, a crocodile that hated his job as a show's host it was implied to be at least someone inebriated throughout the series he hiccups during the theme song <laughs> he what? also featured he also also featured where alfie wise his rabbit sidekick mr rabbit ears and jonathan harris as basil bitterbottom the show within a show's frustrated director like like okay wow. was this for adults i don't know and... Was this for adults? So uh, you were saying this was the uh, 70s version of Wonder Chosen? Well, in a way, yeah, because it was like, because like there's like parodies of Captain Kangaroo called Captain Clangaroo, and there's Sherlock Domes, uh, which is a parody 
parody of that. And then, like, Phyllis Diller played Witchy Goo Goo, who is a witch who prince, whose prince conjuring spell always summons Basil to her. And Basil, oh, God. Like, and like I said, Charles Nelson Riley playing Uncle Croc, who, a crocodile who is constantly drunk and hates his job, which is, like, same. Um, and, <laughs> and, and I'm just, oh, my God. And, like, there's, like, animated segments called mush which was a parody of mash which was with sled dogs um <laughs> freddy cat which is about a ghost a cat who's afraid who's haunted by the ghosts of his other lives which actually sounds like a decent idea for yeah, a cartoon honestly uh and then wacky and packy which is what we watched and it's a prehistoric came in and his pet woolly mammoth voiced by alan alan melvin uh trapped in the um Trapped in, in modern, uh, modern time, times. Yeah. yeah. Basically a reverse um, land of the lost. So I I mean this is a this is uh tangential to the conversation, but uh, I'm a big fan of MASH, and if there are no mush cartoons in this collection, I'm going to find them and watch all of them tonight. <laughs> well, we can <laughs> we can totally make that one of the things if it's not in this collection. I'm yeah, sure it's not would, hard to find. I would really like it. to watch that. Like, wait, um, let me actually do a quick search on that on YouTube. Yeah, <sighs> and while while oh, you my... do that, we can kind of yeah we can introduce the concept. It's just a it's just a caveman and his woolly mammoth, and that's why he's called Packy is because he's a pachyderm. And though I uh, don't know why he's called Wacky. <laughs> yeah, and and so they, I don't remember exactly what it was. They get like swept up in like a flash flood or something, and uh, oh sorry. I found the intro for Mush. And, and somehow, like, being swept into the river. They get swept uh, in, like, a whirlpool. Yeah, like a whirlpool, and it time travels them, I guess? It's not really <laughs> yeah. very well explained, but they, they come through a manhole, and they find themselves in, like, a modern-day New York City-type place. Uh, and that is the origin story of wacky and packy and i have a theory about packy and that is that he inspired the character fred fredberger <laughs> well no fred fredberger had dignity compared to this dude i can't, well yeah i guess so but it, it just like listening to the way that the uh the the that packy speaks kind of reminded me a little bit of it so I'm maybe trying, i don't know <laughs> I am trying to find a video of, like, the full mush cartoon. We can do it off the air. I know, I know. But this is... Uh, a mash website that's a parody, like, talks about this whole freaking uh, parody of it. God, these... Oh, my God. What? 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 This is... Oh, my God. Okay, this is like an episode of me just going, oh my god, over things that I didn't know even existed. Exasperated <laughs> raccoon looks at cartoons. Yeah, just like jaw agape, just completely baffled. Like, uh, But basically, okay, so uh, the plot of the cartoon was just the caveman and the woolly mammoth I guess needed a better way to travel or something. Or they did make not like uh, where they were. It was too loud or something. And they were like, okay, let's go this way after some very, very tired, uh, like, stand-up nonsense. Yeah, just... 
And then this is not a funny cartoon. This is not a funny cartoon at all. This is this is the like I'm I have a pretty high tolerance for things that are bad if I find them amusing. This was the first cartoon we've watched so far where I was kind of just waiting for it to be over. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Like they go to a costume contest for like they they find it. I guess I don't remember why they decided to wait in line for it. I I honestly I was having a serious moment where I felt like I was having a stroke or something because I could hear them talking, but I couldn't understand a thing that was going on. I knew they were speaking English, and it wasn't because the audio quality was bad or anything. I just could not process what was happening. Yeah. So what it was is they were in an area of the neighborhood that was really loud. And so they were like, let's go somewhere more quiet. And they end up go, going in line for a costume contest where Which, you see brief glimpses way, of some very racist looking costumes. Yeah, like straight up a woman, a black woman with a bone in her hair and have one of those like those like ne- like neck ring things that stretches your neck out and stuff. And there was a man in an Indian headdress. <sighs> uh, so there were some insensitive costumes in line. And uh, are we even sure that they were like actually black people? They were wearing those costumes because I, I mean, didn't. I didn't if, notice them. You're the one who noticed them. Well, like in the right, like, like everything bad. Th- I mean, their their skin was dark, but at the same time, considering how every person in that audience later on was completely white as well, snow, I doubt they. I doubt <laughs> they worried that much about continuity. But at any rate, what happens is they get approached by a couple who are dressed as, I guess, uh, fruit trees or something. Yeah, they're dressed as trees. They look like uh, they look like executor. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so they end up going into a costume contest. Uh, and uh, and man, it's so hard to talk about this one because everything is a little like incomprehensible. But it's a costume contest that has three challenges. Um. It's supposed to be like let's make a deal mixed with like Double Dare, even though Double Dare didn't exist at the time. But basically, it was just like first there was like, do you take what's in my hand uh, behind door the door or behind the curtain? And uh, the 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 other couple, the rude Southern couple that's dressed like trees, like can't decide, so they run out of time. So Wacky and Packy are like, what's in your hand? And Oh, it was just ice, and it already had melted out. And let's see what's behind door number one. And it was a giant pile of used bubble gum. And then what's behind the curtain? A week supply of uh, dirty socks, and it was a huge yeah, pile. A, so a week like, supply of socks is apparently about two thousand socks. Yeah, I like maybe centipede. I don't know. We. But, oh, also, apparently it was a couples contest, I think, because they kept on saying the couple number one and couple number two. So I guess they're implying that this is Wacky and Packy or a couple. They did things different back in the Stone Age. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they were surprisingly progressive that they would ta- they allowed a talking elephant caveman marriage two million years ago, which makes no sense because there's no way that's true. <laughs> so, God. yeah, I guess not. I think uh, one thing that we should note before we go any further is that, guess what? There's a laugh track in between every terrible, terrible joke, which makes things yeah, so much worse. You, there is extremely could, canned laughter. If you could guess from how we ended our last episode, like, with us doing Scooby-Doo and Shaggy impressions, like, we we could tolerate that for the most part, like, uh... 
because like Scooby Doo had that for sure. Scooby Doo, where are you? Had straight up laugh track, but like there's nothing funny here. Nothing about what's going on is actually funny. And like here's the thing, the thing I'm trying to wrap my brain around right now is this: was this unfunny on purpose, or was this just bad? I think it was like, just bad. I don't think you set out to make something unfunny on purpose because that's just that's just horrible. But but no, here's my thing, like that when i after i read that synopsis of that tv show that this was on like uncle crocs whatever jam whatever like it sounds like it was trying to satirize the kind of thing that was like captain kangaroo and stuff like that yeah but satire is funny <laughs> well i know i'm not saying that, that i'm not saying this is making me good but like was this bad in like an intentional way like this is supposed to be like oh this is them mocking how terrible Hanna-Barbera cartoons or something. I think, but no. like completely missing the point of satire by just doing just doing it bad? Or is it just bad and I'm missing like like this was just a really weird parody of like Captain Kangaroo where they just had the bad cartoon segments anyways. I think I think the thing was you uh you would tip your hand if you were trying to make something like deliberately awful. This is just this is just a lack of talent. God, I just don't know. But okay, so uh, bullcrap happens. They just friggin' they so they play they play a bunch of games and they uh, they win an airplane. And then, like the final joke is that uh, the caveman's in the airplane, and he's like, "Isn't this the way to travel?" And then the elephant is like, "I don't know. I I think I prefer walking because he's, carrying he's it, yeah. got the elephant. Yeah, because he the he's got the freaking elephant. The, the elephant has the freaking the sorry. The mammoth has the freaking plane on his back, and it's just like, oh, oh god. Mm. Like I also have a high tolerance. But okay, I have watched food fights. To its in, in its entirety, at least like a dozen times, and that's not even a joke. Oh, like I'm no. not exaggerating. Like I, I, I have think... a, I have a high tolerance for bad stuff. It's because it's, it's funny but, that you bring up watching Food Fight a dozen times, HT, because uh, because what me and Cirque haven't told you is that this is an intervention. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the guy gets you off the brand X, it's ruining your life. Yeah, we need we need a. Let's do it. It's too addictive. Yeah, you have to stop watching Food Fight. Charlie Sheen dog, tell us he was worried about you. And the secrets inside. <laughs> I hate it. I hate how much I can quote that movie, but it's, I'm making a point here. I I can watch Food Fight that many times, and this is so much worse. So much worse because it's not even interesting. Bad. It is just bad. Nope. It's not amusing. It's just, it's like boring. Bad. Bad. So. You want to know something fun? Hmm. There's eight more wacky and packies on this. <laughs> That's eight out of six hundred, right? And we watched one, so there's seven left. I don't know. I'm not going to do the math right now. Um, we got a few little bombs in our six hundred. I, I, I'm tempted to cheat. And like slick something I know is good. Nope, don't do it. Nope. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine, 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 fine. Let me suffer that. <laughs> and we're gonna end up finding something terrible again. And let's go to the. Let's go to the roulette, Alex. Let's do it right now. Let's have a blast. 
I'm having a good time. Shut up. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. Uh, God. All right. Uh, disc six. Uh, and we're going to watch... Uh, Oh, no, no, screw, screw that. No. What is it? I'm not watching. A, I'm not watching another other cartoon. What is it? Tonight. HD. What is it? HD. It's one of those other like. Remember the freaking please to eat you thing? It's by the same company. Hey, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. Accept it. Accept Fine. it. We're watching our funny finny friends. Oh, we're doing funny fun. Oh boy! That wasn't as bad as you thought it would be, right, HT? Yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't. It was that actually was... kind of funny. I actually laughed for real. No, like, I, I thought the first half was really charming. Uh, to address the elephant in the room, it's just straight up uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish art. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they, um, they, oh like this this cribs a lot of art style straight up. Yeah, but it was like really charming looking, and it was very well animated, and uh, well, and fun, uh, visual puns in this. Yeah, yeah. So it basically it started out with visual puns, basically entirely with uh, like talking about different kinds of fish and other marine life. And, you know, like, they would have, like, like, oh, it's the butterfish, and it would be a fish that's a stick of butter, and, like, yeah, the electric like, eel had, like, a light bulb on I, his tail and stuff like that. Yeah, like, there's a lot of these kind of cartoons that actually existed uh, in general, but I actually think this one's one of my favorites of those kind of genres, because, like, the only one other one I can think of similar to this was, like, this one, uh, I think it was an MGM one, maybe it was a Warner Brothers, but I think it was MGM where it basically was just a bunch of celebrity parodies with to- the talking fish. And that's too much like uh, freaking shark's tales for my tastes. So like, I just, uh, I really like this one. I really like this one. Cause it was a lot of funny, goofy, pun- it's bad puns, but it's funny, bad puns. I think that yeah, comes I down really to the, uh, the timing of it because they would introduce a scenario and then like immediately like, and like, into like the majority of it, they immediately say, "Oh yeah, this is a uh, lone shark, or this is a pickled herring," and then it just like wham, it just hit oh. you like right then and there. Well, well, okay, so we see a fish stumbling <laughs> down the street uh, or on the ocean floor, just like drunk off his butt and just like stri- like he's hiccuping and stuff like that, and then he enters a can, enters a can, and then seals it up, and it says "pickled herring" on it, and that's that's comedy right there. I don't give a crap what you think. Uh, we all laughed when we saw it. Well, yeah, it's it was a short that was genuinely funny. Uh, up until the point where it just became a freaking sing-along musical for us. I guess a song, maybe like some sort of children's song or something. Well, yeah, they, they, they sang, they sang, original, yeah. they sang Three Little Fishies. Which, which is, is a, that was a that was a nursery rhyme that I grew up with. Oh, seriously? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that everyone did. But no, that's I don't remember it. it. It kind of because it feels like the first half is like edutainment, and then it kind of loses its thread at a certain point, and it it uh, it it kind of goes into 
I, I, w- I would describe it as a culturally insensitive caricature of a of, of a what? Spanish shark. Oh yeah, um, it, it's a it's like a chiquita banana looking fish. Yeah, and uh, and uh, she sings a number, and then it uh, and then it cuts to uh, a three little fishies animation that has white text over a practically white background. Yeah, it's utterly unreadable. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't read any of the words at all. Um, but you know, it shows that little thing, and uh, and then and then when it cuts back. Uh, it shows a scene where the Spanish shark lady kisses an electric eel, and he becomes a not-so-subtle uh, phallic symbol. <laughs> he becomes a boner. Yeah, he, 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 straighten, boner, he, he straightens bulb. out. He straightens out, and his light bulb explodes. Yeah, so like it's not <laughs> remotely subtle at nope. all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that happened in this, and it's it's a one that's difficult to talk about because it doesn't really have a story. Uh, the gag, the the visual gag that I liked the most though was like it had an octopus who uh, like shuffled a deck of cards, and then he distributed the cards, and he played poker with himself using all of his legs, like with the cards facing no one. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought that was really fun. And he and he loses to his own his own yeah. leg. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, so it's it's a like I would say the first half of this cartoon is really good. Yes, mm-hmm. the sing along drags a little bit, but not too bad. Yeah. You know, it drags because it's pretty it's, bad. <laughs> I mean, it's bad because it's like it's just a song, a nursery rhyme that some people might have heard of, but also just it's like. Most of it is not even like animated. There's nothing animated to it. Just the bouncing letters that are you can't even read in the first place. Uh, so it stops being uh, interesting and just becomes like, okay, when is this over? Yeah. Please. What it what it feels like very slightly to me is that they they used up only half of the time with the script they had, and they're like, well, yeah. we have more time. What do we have? To, what do we have to do to fill this up? So like Put we could do uh, we could do a sing along to Three Little Fishies and have practically no animation, and so that's what they did. Yeah. Um. Yep. Uh, uh, I I tried to find any sort of evidence by searching that Doctor Seuss might have been involved in this at all, and I wasn't able to find anything. Yeah. Uh, I so find I anything think I think that probably he wasn't, and I'm guessing he wasn't consulted on it. No. I mean like. I mean, there's several jokes that. Well, I mean, I guess if you knew about his political cartoon careers, then it could have been him. But like, but no, it's uh, and he did do. I think he did do some adult joke like poems now and then. But uh, no, it, 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 other than like the designs at the beginning, basically just being a ripoff of his designs for one fish, blue fish stuff like that. It's pretty much just like standard kind of cartoony stuff after that. Yeah, but it's very well animated. Oh, it's well animated. For definitely, sure. definitely well animated. So that that was the only well animated short I think we watched today. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh man. Well, they can't all be winners, and I guess one out of three is better than nothing. Well, okay. Uh, the first short wasn't bad. It was just baffling and a ripoff and kind of disgusting at times. Uh, I'm waiting for the hell terrible, episode though. where we get like three bad cartoons in a row. Yeah, that one's gonna be. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that day. It was um, almost today. 
Almost today. I'm uh, ready for it. I like pain. <laughs> We're a sadist, so. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so let's get on to, uh, so, all right, we're doing our audience participation thing. We couldn't do it last week because of schedule stuff, but, uh, and podcast difficulties, but we are going to do, uh, what I'm going to be doing is, uh, I am going, I posted a, well, sorry, I posted a prompt on, uh, our Twitter account, which is Toontown Public, uh, at Toontown Public, and we I always do that. I always forget to put the app in the front of it. Um, but yeah, we go. I, and once that comes, sorry, my no, it's my fine. You you d- you deliver a prompt on Twitter, and we have people uh, send in their answers to the questions. And what was this week's question, HD? Well, we send we asked them to send in emails before it was tweets. Yeah. Cause it, but but now it's email, and if you want to email us sometime, well, actually, let's do it at the end of this. Check check the uh, Twitter account, and you'll see you'll see what you need to do. Uh, well, I mean, we'll talk about it after all this. Okay. Okay. Um, well, our question uh, this week was, uh, oh god, what is the exact wording that I used? <laughs> god. Um, uh, it was. Whoa. You asked, what is your what favorite was... Disney Channel tune as a kid? Yeah, I'm professional, okay? Uh, <laughs> yes. What was your favorite Disney Channel tune as a kid? And uh, I actually got some emails, uh, which I'm super happy with. A uh, couple last-minute ones, but uh, yeah, we got Thank you for emails. doing that, by the way. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Yay. Thank you very much. This one comes from Arkinfox. Who says, uh, I'm probably just gonna, I mean, I'm going to probably have to jump on the popular bandwagon and say Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Memorable characters, action field plots, plus a theme song that never leaves your brain. Uh, what else do you need? Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's in my head now. Yeah. Plus, uh, I may or may not have thought Gadget was cute since I was seven. Sue me. That's what he wrote, not me. So there you go. There you go. I think Dale is cute. I've got, I've that. got, I've got a thing for characters that have like little, little teeth that are like little buck teeth. Yeah, just like the two little buck teeth, like uh, like Pinky and and those characters. You're, I knew you were trying to gonna say Goofy there. <laughs> uh, Max, I guess. <laughs> well, Max, yeah. Dwarf but... Max. Yeah, uh... <laughs> we're not going on that track again. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Uh... Uh, so yeah, that's okay. a that's a really good one actually. That one's in my top three probably. Uh, so uh, we got another one from uh, Jack or Jason, uh, who says uh, that he doesn't really have her. He can't just choose one. Uh, but uh, growing up, his uh, favorite was uh, the American Dragon. Uh, the uh, what was American it? Dragon, Jake Long. Yeah, Jake Long, American Dragon, Dragon, the original version because he doesn't like the new one. Uh, he also has Wait, Lilo and Stitch. Hang on for is, a second, a new one? Yeah. Did they do a remake? Yeah, apparently they did a new series of it, and huh. I remember seeing some people being mad about the new designs. But I, when I looked at the two designs, it just looked like uh, the new ones were slightly more sleek. I guess I don't know. I haven't watched uh, the old or the new one. Yeah, same. So same I can't comment either yeah. way. Um. He also listed Lilo and Stitch, the animated series. I did which, watch some of those. I see a few episodes of that. Yeah. 
That that one was, I watched that a lot as a kid, mainly because I was uh, when I was a kid, I had a fantasy. Like I just was like, after I watch Leon and Stitch, I would just think about what would their life be after the movie because I actually really liked thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and that's basically what I ended up getting in the well, TV show. It's just it's just so weird because it has like that uh, it has like that that big tall FBI man, right? And, like, yeah. at the end of the movie, he's, like, there, and he lives with them. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, like, and that's not, that's not even bubbles. something that's not even something they introduce, like, in the subsequent cartoon. That's at the end of the movie that happens. Well, I think, I think the logic in the movie is that he was assigned by the U.S. government to keep in tabs on both Stitch and the other two aliens, uh, Jumba and Pukli, <laughs> uh, to make sure that they don't do anything uh, yeah. to... I'm or something like no tea, no shade. I love that movie to pieces, but that <laughs> that was something that I just thought was funny. Um, but yeah, I watched a few episodes of it. It had kind of a it had kind of like a monster of the week style oh, narrative. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I always thought that was kind of a fun formula. Uh, I mean, I, I it gets a lot of criticism, and I understand why, but I don't think that I don't think that a, a Disney Channel cartoon needs to be uh, filtered the, to uh, a stringent criteria. You guys ever hear the anime where they uh, they made Stitch uh, end up on another island because of like don't even don't even talk about. I that. heard it was that really exist. I heard it was really bad. <laughs> That's all I've heard it, about it, it. It doesn't exist because the whole plot is about Lilo abandoning Stitch for because he she found a boyfriend and I hate that. I thought it was because she like went to college or something. No, she found a boy. Well, I mean, she grew up, but she also found a boyfriend, and that was one of the reasons why Stitch ran away. Like, I was gonna watch it because I was interested just to see what it was like, you know. And then, like, literally, I tuned out after the first like fifteen seconds because it was like That's so- Stitch was like running away in a spaceship, and then Jumba came up and he's like, "You cannot run away, Stitch. Uh, just because Lilo found himself a boy, her boyfriend, doesn't mean that." And then it was like, "Oh, then no." See, okay. that's that's not just sad; it's also contrived. Yeah, it's it, so contrived. It's it goes against the message of the uh, fir- first movie, too, which, uh, when you get a sequel that does that, yeah, drop it. Yeah, not into it. Uh, what was uh, what was our next uh, listener's email? Uh, but okay, uh, there's one more email from folks, and uh, that this one is from Blackjack, who I know Cirque knows. Yep. Um... And first, it was like a bunch of really nice things, uh, uh, really nice things about the podcast. Um, and the response was, "My favorite Disney Channel show as a kid was Tailspin, hands down. And since it premiered on the cable Disney Channel with unabridged with the unabridged uh, pilot movie, uh, well in advance of being a show on the Disney Afternoon Block, I figure it counts as a Disney Channel show. It's one of the best things to come out of the post Indiana Jones pulp revival that spawned The Rocketeer, The Young Indian Ventures, and Tales of the Golden Monkey." Uh, he also gives me a, he also gave a link to a, uh, anime cartoon with, uh, of like, that was like a commercial of some sort. And I have not watched it yet because I had not had it at the time, but, uh, I saw, I was watching a bit of it like silenced and it looks really neat. Bonus episode, well, maybe? that's awesome. What? Bonus episode, maybe? What? Bonus episode, He said episode, bonus maybe? episode, maybe. Oh, uh, sh- maybe. Uh. We can see. Um. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tailspin was cute. Uh, Tailspin is great. I uh, so like there, there's kind of a there's kind of a big three 
with uh, the Disney afternoon block, and it was uh, it was DuckTales, which was the oldest, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Tailspin. Uh, Tailspin which, was really yeah. good, though. Yeah, it was. I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, when I started watching this, the Disney Channel, uh, it was after most of those shows actually stopped being aired. My sister watched all of them, and she loved them all, but... Uh, and I only just saw glimpses of them. The only exposure to DuckTales, other than like a couple episodes I looked up on YouTube, uh, was the animated movie. And people tell me I should watch Tailspin. Uh, I haven't really had the time, but uh, apparently it's good. So I guess I'll watch it sometime. But you missed I... out. Uh, when I first started watching Tailspin, I had no idea what like, uh, pulp stuff was. So I just rolled with it. I was like... Oh yeah, Blue runs a shipping company, and he has a water plane, and they yeah, go like, on adventures. That's a weird. Why? <laughs> can we just For like who knows? Can we just like marvel at how weird that is? That like they took a sh- car- they took an uh an animated movie that really had a very conclusive beginning and end, and we're told to make a cartoon based on it, and so their solution was just to make them anthropomorphized. Uh, pilots in the same vein of like Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, uh, to be honest, like Mowgli isn't really that well, interesting a character. Well, well, okay, fair, fair, but I'm just saying that it's uh, it's just funny to me that like that was their solution to making an animated series based on the Jungle Book. I can roll. It that, came out pretty good. A lot better than that. Their other cho- uh, chance of doing that, which was uh, the Jungle Book Kids. Oh, if you remember God, that, yeah, I remember that. I haven't heard of it. That was. Uh, oh god i watched that and i really don't remember much other than an episode where there's a baby cob being stalked by a mongoose and or something like that i don't remember um but yeah so uh i would have okay. to say uh just before we go on the decision yeah. to like like make uh shere khan like a uh boss kingpin that was a really, really interesting and brilliant decision from that. Yeah. All right, so uh, you two have answers too, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, Quack Casey, pack. would you like to go first? <laughs> yeah. Casey, don't even start. <laughs> okay. I, I took that back. I take that we, back. Have we brought up Quack Pack in every single episode? I think that's going to be was, a running <laughs> thing as we bring up Quack Pack. It's during the last segment of every episode. Like, um, Colonel Bleep and Quack Pack are our, like, mascots. Yeah. So my, uh, my, uh, I mean, so the real answer, the real answer to this question is, uh, is, uh, DuckTales 2017 uh, next month. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you didn't watch or, it as a kid. The whole the whole point is no, that but the I whole become point... a, I become a kid every time I watch the the opening uh, sequence. Oh, um, that's true. That's true. Uh, the, so no, if as a kid, uh, yeah, because my the answer I prepared was actually Darkwing Duck, uh, but I didn't oh, okay. I didn't watch that as a kid. I so I had to revise it. I'm gonna say Goof Troop. Okay. Um, Goof Troop was, uh, and, and I watched it. I rewatched episodes of Goof, Goof Troop recently, and it uh, it is still very good. It's uh, it's a good yeah. cartoon. It's uh, moderately well animated, and it uh, it's really funny, and I really like it. 
I think there's a lot of cartoons from that era that actually are not bad. Like, I think the worst they ever get is just okay. Um, like, so, uh, Sir, yours wasn't DuckTales, was it? Uh, no, I think. Okay. I, like the, yeah. <laughs> I, I had, I just had to make sure because I'm, I was about to slam DuckTales. Uh, it's, uh, about half of the episodes of DuckTales are good. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, so go ahead, Cirque. What is yours? Um, HG, I don't want to step on your toes, so if you'd like to go first, I have two. All right, all right. Well, I kind of wanted to talk about something more from a different era of those cartoons. Because, uh, like I said, I didn't really watch this. Like, I did end up watching a lot of those on my own when I grew up. Or uh, I saw a couple episodes here and there because uh, I went to, like, Disney World and, like, they actually had Toon Disney so I could actually, like, watch that when I was a kid. Um, but for me, uh, the show that I really, really, really loved from the Disney Channel was uh, Pepper Ann. Oh, Pepper Ann! I oh watched a few episodes of Pepper Ann. I haven't Ann. heard that name in a long while. I've got the song, uh-huh. I've got the song playing in my head right now. She's yeah, like, like one in a <laughs> Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. Da, 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 cool for seventh grade. Oh, Pepper yeah. Ann, she's like one in a million. Um, but yeah, like, uh, that show rules. It's basically, if you don't know what it is, think, uh, Daria meets Doug. That's my kind of my comparison right there, you know? And I think that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's such a, uh, it's basically about a teenage girl redhead who's, uh, really into like video games and, uh, having a big imagination about things and uh she like it's one of those shows where it's about a girl like a a teenage kid like a like a like or rather preteen kid who has like a really active imagination and there's like fantasies and stuff like that but it's also really well done it's genuinely funny to this day there's several episodes that i watched recently that just completely floored me at how funny they were (laughs) like i remember there was one that was like straight up a parody of uh what was it uh god what was it it was that famous movie about the trial where like uh the person was like super like obviously super guilty um god but like uh the there was one person on the jury that was like arguing against the case i don't don't remember the movie what it is it's are you talking about oj simpson no, it's not, it wasn't O.J. Simpson. No, it was not O.J. Simpson. Okay. <laughs> no, it was a parody of a movie. It was a fictional movie where it was like, in that movie, everyone in the jury was convinced this person was guilty, but there was one person who eventually convinced them otherwise. And that they were actually not guilty. I can't remember the name of that movie, but uh, it, that one was a really funny episode because it was like, the par- the thing was like, of a, uh, like, it was like the mom being part of a jury where someone's apparently spat on a camera on an atm but like the whole thing was like oh yeah so obviously it looks like spit on it but it turns out it might have been sweat after all uh and i don't know it's hard to explain when i say like that it makes it sound way lamer than it is but it's actually just uh, and i think that was the b plot of that one too yeah it was uh but i'm just i'm just saying that like there's like episodes about teacher strikes and like a really really uh, empathetic look at how uh teacher unions are like and uh uh the struggles that uh teachers have to deal with in general with uh uh, their working conditions and their budgets 
Uh, there's there was a comic that was actually straight up just a parody of like Pepperon being so Pepperon being super scared to go into a comic book store because she thought the minute that she would go in there they were gonna start like pinning her down and then asking her like obscure trivia about whether or not she is like a true geek <laughs> about things oh damn that oh no well. that and that like, that happens so often oh exactly oh, and it was no. like oh my god it's so it's so crazy like, to, to, see. to women who like, are fans of anything yeah just like like yeah. like it was like it, it that's what was really it was really cool for pepper Ann and like oh god there's i i i remember watching like all the time whenever it was on that was the thing that i just i grew up with i was like i love the brand and probably my favorite of all my disney pins that i have my favorite one is i have a pepper Ann one i that is such a weird random one to actually exist but yeah i do have a pepper Ann disney pin and it rules lucky awesome um so yeah go ahead sir what was your thing okay i am actually kind of surprised that nobody mentioned gargoyles Okay, yeah, I understand that. I so, lived, I lived a gargoyles-less life. I am, uh, you missed out because gargoyles ruled. It ruled well, the f- school, man. Gargoyles was another one of those shows in that era that I just didn't see because of that. But also because I think at that time, I also was getting really weird because, like, I grew up loving the Batman anime series. Like, I, like, from, like, I was, like, three to, like, six or something like that. And there was a point where I just was tired of serious cartoons and so i would just watch goofy ones over and over again and that was it that is a real shame because gargoyles was the place to be when it came out it was really really good it had a stellar voice cast like uh i didn't get into star trek until like really recently considering like four years ago but i want to go back and rewatch it just so i can recognize all the people from that it had uh william frank David Fenoy as the main dude. Uh, actually, Keith David as the main dude. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. And he okay. did a fantastic job. I think he, uh, I think he really uh, got into a lot of people's goodwill from uh, his role as Goliath. But yeah, and uh, William Frakes as a really competent, really cool villain. Mariana Sirtis as a evil gargoyle woman who uh, was a real departure from her main role. And, like, had really, like, a menacing presence in the show. It had, uh... Hmm. The guy who played Data... I'm, I'm blanking on his name here. Give me a second. As the like guy a, who played Data on Star Trek? Yeah, Brent Spiner is Brent his name. Brent Spiner. As, like, a, a character that has a lot more depth than, uh... You'd get from him. Like, just from his first appearance. It was really cool. And just in general, everybody else on that show did super good with their roles. And it had, like continuity which for a 90s cartoon was really really different well awesome. I i've heard it. i've heard a lot of good things yeah it had uh, such a good fan base that they eventually brought it back for a comic series yes there's a lot of disney cartoons that actually came back as comic series oh yeah like darkwing duck which was another one i really liked yeah that i heard that one's good it's pretty good yeah uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at pictures of Pepper Ann now, and I I never realized that they definitely had a lot of uh, it was definitely made by at least some of the same people who did Codename Kids Next Door. Oh, yeah. If you, look, if you, if you look at it, yeah. they they have like a they have like a lot of the the same uh, calling cards. They've got 
uh, really big hands, very small limbs, and very uh, can, very wide open. Can you confirm that? Or uh, uh, yeah, sure. Why don't Cirque? Uh, you said you had two. Why don't you talk about the second one, and I'll take a look at that. Well, the second one was actually Darkwing Duck. Oh, there you uh, go. I think all these uh, cartoons, like uh, Batman, Gargoyles, Darkwing Duck, really helped kickstart my uh, interest in superheroes back Dark- in the 90s. Yeah, Darkwing Duck is my favorite currently. I watch that one uh, relatively frequently. It's, oh, yeah. It's I've, fun because, watched- uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Drake, right? Yeah. He's confident, but he's also kind of like a dumb asshole, and it's funny. It's, yeah. yeah, pairing those two together. Yep, so they and, were both... Uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Casey. Uh, so Pepper Ann and Codename Kids Next Door were both uh, created... Well, let's see. So he, he created... So Thomas Warburton created Codename Kids Next Door, and he was the lead character designer for Pepper Ann. Oh, okay. Thanks, All right. It. Okay. Uh, so he went from doing a really good show to one of my least favorite shows of all time. Cool. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. God, I cannot. I do not want to get started on. Well, he he was he I, was the he was the character designer for Pepper Ann. I know that that's probably why Pepper Ann was and he, good. And he wrote Codename Kids Next Door. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why. Oh God! Did you see they're doing a new Kids Next Door series? I don't care. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just I'm not I'm 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 too happy about the Ducktales reboot and oh, uh, no. and all of the classic Carl's Barks references that they have and in, in the intro for me to even uh, feel tempted by the gravity of a new Codename Kids Next Door series. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, last time I saw it was like a teaser for it that was like about a couple years ago or something like that. So it's entirely possible that it just died, thankfully and rightfully so. Because the premise was basically just... Uh, so they just for a confirmed that kids are just aliens now, I guess. And they're part of a galactic federation and they're... Che- the uh, Like, Uno becomes a bad guy or something to try to eliminate adults and, like... Or something. I don't freaking no this show makes no sense it's so stupid i hate it and if you're Ugh. and if you're listening to the show and you really like codename kids next door we love it we think it's great no we like it a lot keep listening no, to our show you. no you, you don't, don't have bad you don't taste. get to do that you're not allowed to tell people to you're not allowed to tell people that kind of language just because they like things you don't like you just gotta let them uh, like it and you gotta okay okay you gotta, I'm, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry i'm sorry okay i'm sorry i don't actually mean it because okay? i i do i do know people who really do like that show i'm not among them but I, I do. Okay, if you, okay, fine, 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 fine. If you like it, you're fine. I don't care. You're probably okay. If you're listening to this, it means you already have good taste anyways. But, God, I just, I can't stand it <laughs> next door. God. Yeah. I may have Alex just cut that whole thing out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so... I think that's it for today. Oh, wait. I want to bring up, because I actually, uh, I want to start doing the prompt thing on the actual show itself, so then, you know, we have more time out oh, there for awesome. people to listen to it, sure. and all that junk, you know? No, that's a good uh, idea. So, uh, my prompt for this next week is, what is an animated movie that other people do not like, that you actually do like? You don't have to love it, but you have to like it. 
Oh, I'm really going to have to let this one ferment in my mind because there are a lot of things that I could say. When I get, I to, have an, some, when I get to an answer I, for this, I'm going to have words. Yeah. Like, basically do the exact opposite of what I did, was just be a jerk about something I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is... Uh, but yeah, so I have a s answer for this, but I'm sure you do too, audience. And if you have an answer for that, please email us at toontownpublicworks at gmail.com that's toontownpublicworks at gmail.com and go ahead and go to toontownpublicworks.com if you'd like to review the show notes and there will be links to the youtube videos there and uh if you want to help us uh get popular and get, go up the charts and stuff leave us a nice review on itunes uh give us a good rating on itunes uh and also follow us on twitter at uh toontownpublic and then also uh, just we'll be posting all sorts of stuff there. Um, I want to start doing more than just announcing when we're doing shows and stuff. I would like to actually post more of history and facts and ideas. But um, I kind of just need to, like, figure out what I'm going to do there, you know. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else we should bring up? Um, oh, yes. One other thing. Uh, we are going to be moving to a bi-weekly schedule, uh, as you've seen from our delay that we had. Have we confirmed uh, that? Yeah, we are, we are okay. doing that. Yeah, we're, okay. we're doing We're going to do every every other week, in other words. No, and I always say bi-weekly, I mean bi-monthly. I, I did this on the... Uh, this is on our Twitter account, too. Bi-weekly bi as in every two weeks, bi-monthly as in twice a month. <laughs> yes. There you go. And there may be some things to uh, fill out in between those weeks if I get off my butt and get some stuff yeah. done. Yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, just just keep that in mind. You got a couple weeks to get your answers in. Probably a little bit less when this goes up, but uh, yeah. We are happy to hear from you, and we love hearing all your things. You've been really, really, really kind and nice and patient and just wonderful. I love you guys. Seriously. You guys rule. Seriously. You and thank you, awesome Alex. Thank you, Alex. Seriously, because, oh my god. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, we still don't know how to end this. Uh, well, I'm HT. I'm KC. I'm Sirk. And this has been Tone Town Public Works, and these films have been archived. I think that should be our outro. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <Yeah. laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Bye. It's so long. And farewell. I'm not stopping. I'm going for the rest of the night. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some open mic comedy now. Get all the laugh tracks. Can't stop me. Can't stop me. Can't stop me. Can't stop me. Okay, I'm done.